it's not my, it's not a bye week, so he's begging yeah. me. I have text messages. He begs me all off season. Please do it again. Please do. I don't know, Chase. It sounds like you need to social distance in that studio over there. We're distanced. Oh yeah, okay. Well, we right. got Maybe this big know. old slab of plexiglass. Yeah, we, we trust plexiglass. Okay. Well, yeah, they're more they're safer. If you come to the studio, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah good well, point. Uh, shot boom. across the bow. Uh, a little, little public shame. Well, boys, there, what's please. what's coming up next on Bleed Tech Blue season? I can't even keep track. Anymore. Season thirteen, obviously, a lot to discuss. Yeah, lucky thirteen. Louisiana Tech in the midst of fall camp, uh, season opener, eighteen days away at Baylor. Uh, we'll discuss fall camp, of course. The quarterback battles probably. Uh, neck and neck at this point, we'll talk 2020 schedules. Then Skip Holtz will join us at 7 p.m. Ben, has anybody else transferred to Tech since we signed off well, last time? Not yet. Fields. Yeah. Justin Fields coming? Or, hey, you know? we need him. <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, we've got a pretty spirited well, Be- I, I, I've actually heard that Beck is actually uh, – Beck's got eligibility. He, he has actually sent – a harsh memo to the NCAA to see if Jamar Smith could come back for <laughs> hey, one I'm more sure, year. I'm now sure. that he got cut, it was in the form of a poem, Sean. That's what I sent. I'm him. sure. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would yeah. have it no other way. Uh, tomorrow's show, uh, we've got James B. McDaniel talking MMA. If you miss Skip Holtz tonight on Bleed Tech Blue, or you just want to catch him again, uh, the questions will get worse tomorrow at four o'clock here on the Sports Company. We'll have him on. And, of course, Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine, Beers, Bets, and Body Slams, and I get to yell at Brownie for a couple hours. So, great show today. It flew by for KC, for JT, for Jamie Foxx. Sean Fox will see you tomorrow for another edition of The Company. This has been The Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m., for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977. complained of a headache. It was a rhabdomyosarcoma. The tumor was very aggressive and it very quickly became clear that St. Jude was the ultimate place to be. St. Jude is an asset to the world. I think it's the kind of place that could teach the world a couple of lessons about how to treat people. If those lessons could be learned, this world could be a better place. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. There are several animals in need of a good home in the Lincoln Parish area. Four Paws Rescue is a group of volunteers that are passionate about animal welfare, and it aims to reduce the number of stray and abandoned animals in Lincoln Parish through spay and neuter education, as well as rehabilitation and adoption of stray animals to qualified families. Their mission is to make sure rescued animals are placed in loving and caring homes. If you would be interested in adopting a Four Paws animal, please feel free to visit their website. It's fourpawsrescueinc.com. That's the numeral four, pawsrescueinc.com. 
There you'll find information on how to volunteer, see the animals available for adoption, or to make a contribution. Many homeless animals are counting on you. For more information on Four Paws, you can visit the website, fourpawsrescueinc.com, or call 318-251-DOGS. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experience representation. This is Sports Talk 97.7, now on KPCH Ruston 99.3. It's time for the First National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech Sports News. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside tech football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 99.3 is also brought to you by... O'Neill Gas, Brister's Smokehouse, Courtesy Automotive, Dairy Queen, Walpole Tire, Ideal Portable Buildings, Kirk Joyner Graduate Sales, and Bienville Motors. Text us on the Fairway Carts text line at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. We're back. It's BC. It's Beck Haynes. It's John Tabor. It's Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Certainly appreciate you joining us tonight. Season 13 is off to a fine start. You heard it right. Beck Haynes is in studio. Beck. BC. We you, back. We're back. How you been? Pretty good, Ben. Been, been a long time coming. Yep. Been a long four or five months, I'll tell you that much. Man, when we signed off last year, did you ever, did you ever think? No. No. Been a long time. Just happy that sports have returned. Feels and good. Bulldog football is right around the corner. We've been, at, we've been at practice. Oh, we've been at practice. We've been at practice. I want to thank our sponsors, First National Bank, Fairway Carts, Dairy Queen, Courtesy Automotive, Walpole Tire, Ideal Portable Buildings, Bienville Motor, Balfour Graduate Sales, Brister Smokehouse, and O'Neill Gas. As always, you can call us, you can text us on the Fairway Carts hotline or text line, 888-993-7762. Of course, you can listen to us live on 99.3 The Peach. You can also listen online, sportstalk977.com. Download the Sports Talk app for iPhone or Android, or tune in on Facebook, Sports Talk 977. So, Beck, I promised you that this show would get off to a great start. Do you want to know why? Tell me. Just hold on one sec. You got me? I got you. All right, hold on one sec. Ben is rocking a um, throwback tech men's basketball jersey. Personalized. Personalized. This guy got his name, not even like a tech player. He got his name and baseball number on this jersey. There's a guys, special. Guys, guys, the sun's not out. Yeah. Oh, sun's out, gun's out, BC's ready to roll. There's a special type of person that gets a personalized jersey. It's game day. Please Tech Blue Radio is back. The second time I've ever worn this jersey. Personalized BC thirty seven, got Carla on the back. Beck, my blood is flowing. Watched a little bit of Lone Survivor before coming in tonight. Oh, TNT Ooh. special this afternoon. Yeah, I'm jacked up. Hope your boss ain't listening, bro. Bro, it's after work. <laughs> you can call us. You can text us eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. Like we said, got a ton planned for tonight. Uh, coming up in the next segment, we're going to talk about everything that's really happened in Louisiana Tech athletics since we history were, and the whole history of Louisiana Tech. Oh, athletics. we could, we could we got some time since we were last on the air in February. We'll discuss what we've seen in fall camp throughout the first eleven practices. We'll take a look 
at Louisiana Tech's 2020 football schedule. What's it changed about 26 times or so? More than I can keep up with, Ben. Right. I have trouble keeping up with the one that's just. How about this? The I'll, regular one. I'll let you know the schedule tonight. Just tell me who we're playing. I'll let you know. I, I'll I, be there. I know you hadn't checked it out too often. Of course, Skiff Holtz, head coach of the Bulldogs, entering year eight as the head coach, and Rustin will join us at 7 p.m. And then, of course, 7.15. We'll put a bow on it. <laughs> we like to put a bow on it. Don't even talk about it. I'm not ready. Nothing better. So, Beck, let, let's talk about the world of collegiate athletics here in the first segment. Obviously, Everyone has been tuned in for, you know, really going back until when everything was shut down in the middle of March. I think everybody kind of turned their attentions towards the college football season. No one really expected college football to be delayed in any capacity at that point. But as we progress throughout the summer until we to where we are now, uh, so much has changed. You look at you know, just across FBS football, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, the Mountain West, and the MAC have all canceled slash postponed their football <clears throat> seasons. Oh. Hey. They should be on the field. They should be on the field. Hey, to hey. put it nicely. Let me just let me just say this. I'm I don't know if I'm shocked, but I am super proud of Tech and Conference USA for sticking it out. Hey, you follow the lead of the SEC, the lead to the, the South Land. Is that it? Oh yeah. They'll lead you to the promised land. Gosh. I mean, from the, from the beginning, when basketball got shut down in, in March, I was like, it's fine. Football, they won't touch it. There's too well, much money March wrapped Madness, up in so football. We're like, we're good. Yeah. There's too much money wrapped up in football. No problem. And here we are. Got problems, Ben. Got but not Conference USA. Staying strong. Yeah, you look at Conference USA, the Sun Belt, the AAC, uh, along with the SEC, the Big 12, and the ACC, planning to play a full schedule. And, you know, you look at some of the different schedule ramifications from this. Uh, it's What's really crazy to me, and I know this has been discussed a lot, but it's crazy how – and a lot of people blame the NCAA. And don't get me wrong, the NCAA, like, they've proved their incompetence throughout all of this. And right. I'm not sure how much control they really have over the FBS football, knowing that it's really its own entity. But it is wild to me how – the ACC's playing their own schedule, 10 games plus one non-conference games. The SEC's playing just conference. The Big 12, non-conference plus one. You know, the Conference USA's are playing eight conference games plus up to four non-conference games. It's just, like, where's the uniformity? Where where are people working together? And I think that's really why you've got to this point. I listened to an interview yesterday out of Waco with the Big 12 commissioner, Bob Bowlesby, and you talk about the Big Ten and the Pac-12, how you know they should have at least wrote it out for a little bit longer. Yeah, they but, pulled the plug early. Yeah, and, and Bob Bowlesby was saying, like, we had the same medical data to evaluate things on. It's like we were all talking to the exact same people. So it's like whether you play or you don't play, I, I'm feeling pretty optimistic as we talk today that we're going to see college football this fall. Heck, you look Saturday night, I'll be dialed in Austin P in central Arkansas 8 p.m. on ESPN. Put a bet on it. College football gets going week zero. Pretty jacked up about that. But answer, answer me this: the, it seems to be a lot of northern schools. It does pulling out. Is that I mean, do they just not make enough money to justify? Is that why it's I mean, easy for them the, to pull out? I think the Big Ten does, but I think and we've seen the backlash with the Big Ten. Like it, I don't think it was a decision that everyone was on board with, like they've tried to portray and. 
you're never going to. Did they pull out and think everybody would follow, like they were going to be the trendsetters? Oh, there's no doubt. Which that's what I love about the South. Uh, well, and I They're love. like, nah. And I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it. I, I really hope, and I get it, Tech's not a Power 5 program, but I really hope this gives so much of an oh. advantage for the SEC, the Big 12, and the ACC over those other two Power 5 conferences. Oh, if I'm a recruit, I'm a junior this year going to my senior year and say, these boys don't even want to play. Yeah. They don't even want to play football. But here, here's what gets, going to Tech. Here's what gets me, too. And you look out west in the Pac-12, like, no one really cares. Yeah, like no cares. The, all the talks surrounding the Big Ten and like they they haven't been transparent. But let's not be naive to think that the Pac-12 has. Like there hasn't been nobody just really cares. Like USC, like what a bummer. We don't get to watch the Trojans go eight and four. I know. We don't get to watch Chip Kelly put together another five and seven season. Like we don't get to watch the Herm Edwards. I would miss a soundbite. And then or you two. got UConn being the first program to pull out, and uh, UConn, UMass, like what were they the worst team in college football? Well, and year? I love that. Like, I hate it for the kids mostly because yeah, I do feel for them. You, you talk about protecting your kids, and like anybody can look at UConn's financial situation and be like, "All right, this wasn't." They just about needed the a kids. reason to do this. <laughs> yeah, like they lost like forty-eight million in yeah. their athletic department. It's like, all right, we're going to save some money, right? And. Bob Bowlesby's also mentioned in the Big 12 that if we don't see college football this year, they're probably not playing any sports Yeah, because it doesn't make sense financially. And, you know, you have to weigh the different, you know, positives and negatives of every situation. But I've just I've just been really intrigued with how it's all played out. And you go back a couple of weeks ago when the Big 10 and the Pac-12 announced their cancellation. I, I mean, all three of us would agree the season was on the rocks. And ever since... The SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 said they're rolling. Conference USA, the AAC, Sunbelt follow along. It's been pretty smooth sailing right. since. I think everybody's faced the situation. Hey, we're going to have some positive tests. We might miss some 10 to 15 players in a given week, but we're going to have to figure out a way to navigate through it. And I, I know we don't want to go down this rabbit hole and talk COVID-19 for 90 minutes. We're not <sighs> so going to. You weren't even going to say it. All right, sorry about that. But, like, I'm like I said. I'm feeling pretty optimistic today. We've been out on the practice field. You've been what twice? Yeah. Well, uh, I have to work during the day. Okay. Oh, yeah. Good. I don't know what you've been doing. Not working. Yeah. Going to practice at nine thirty in the morning. A little early. A little anyway, early. I'm with you though. This whole structure of the NCAA is is fascinating. How it's there's just no control or uniformity, and it's it's for someone like me. I did I didn't. Didn't get that. I thought NCAA was would run together, yeah. and I think the NCAA controls more when you talk about college basketball, college baseball, some of the you know soccer, volleyball, some of those NCAA championships. But I kind of love that they don't have when the BCS control. was created way back in ninety nine two thousand. I think that's kind of when college football broke off on its own, and as we can see today, it's. I don't think we've seen the end of this. I think you're going to see college football become more of its own entity even further just through some of the ramifications that this has brought about. And it's certainly, like I said, it's pretty, It's going to be fun to watch it unfold, and we'll see how Louisiana Tech ends up being impacted. But right now, like I said, Central Arkansas, Austin P get things going Saturday night, 8 p.m. I believe that's an ESPN game the following week. Uh, September the 5th, I think there's four or five more games. Uh, I know there's a couple on Thursday night as well. So college football uh, is getting closer and closer to its return, and I know that definitely has us jacked up as well. Like we mentioned, college football playoff has announced they will run on 
like normal, you know, the three Power Five conferences, uh, if a G5 can crash the party, uh, this might be the year. Yeah. <laughs> if you're ever going to get that opportunity, it's going to be interesting to see how things play out with the Rose Bowl as it's considered a semifinal this year. But we always see the traditional matchup between the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Do they play two Rose Bowls this year, you know, to appease right. them, let them have their own quote-unquote championship? I'm sure they'd love to get some travel ball ring or something for it. But who knows how that's all going to turn out. And then really the other big thing that's came from this, which we just got done talking about the NCAA having no ability to really control any of these things or to control any of this. But then the NCAA rules that every fall sport athlete gets an additional year of eligibility. Right. Which – Game changer. Well, it opens up a can of worms in itself. I mean, you look at Tech's roster, say they got 22 seniors this year. Well, all 22 will have the opportunity to come back the following year in 2021. But you also want to restock and sign – a good number of players in the 2021 recruiting class. What does that do to your scholarship numbers? Does the NCA ultimately rule that you get 110 scholarships? How does that work? You're going to really be able to build some roster depth if you are able to add those extra scholarship numbers. But at the same time, if you sign a full class in 2021, next year you're going to have 40 true freshmen. And at some point, those players have to exit the program. So, it's going to take a lot of creativeness for college coaches to navigate through this. And like like we've talked about a lot, like a lot of the repercussions of all this going down over the last few months is going to be seen throughout the next four or five, maybe even ten years. kind of seems like they just made some decisions and said, we'll figure that part out later. Well, I think they did. And I think the big thing was they wanted – you know, we've seen a number of kids opt out in recent, you know, in recent weeks – opting out from the season, but it also keeps the kids from saying, all right, I've played four games, I'm going to opt out now instead of taking that chance for the season, getting cut down after seven games and I lose my senior year. And so I think it has a good meaning in theory. It's just going to create so many different hurdles uh, you know, throughout college football. And you talked about the MAC, who obviously relies on two or three money games a year to fund their programs. I can't see many MAC programs. I'm not saying Tech's going to push that 85 scholarship limit either, but it's going to really create some disadvantages roster-wise, I feel like. But it, like I said, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But, you know, that, that's that's really where we're at in the world of collegiate athletics. We've seen a lot of things change, and it's now time to shift the focus of the show to talk in some Louisiana Tech athletics. So we're going to go ahead Take our first time out when we come back. We're going to discuss everything that has gone on in Louisiana Tech athletics in the last five to six months. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. This may be an unprecedented year, but it's still an exciting year for La Tech. And Fairway Carts in Minden remains loyal blue. From the new football season to the growth and improvements in the sports facilities, Fairway Carts is proud to support everything good at La Tech. And everything good is more fun on a new easy go. So stop by and let them show you the right golf cart, utility, or multi-passenger easy go for your family from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call today, 371-CART, and go Bulldogs! At First National Bank, we are committed to the individuals and communities we serve. We offer personal banking, mortgage lending, commercial lending, and cash management. 
Let us honor our pledge to be uncommon in all that we do by visiting one of our convenient locations in Arcadia, Ruston, Farmerville, Monroe, and West Monroe and experience our professional, enthusiastic service. First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank. Member FDIC. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. You'll love the smiling faces here at Courtesy. You'll love the deal you get on every car you buy. Eight brands, two convenient locations in Ruston, one goal, customer satisfaction. That's the Courtesy way of doing business. Online at buycourtesy.com. Oh, Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Bulldog fans, this is Chris Brister from Brister's Smokehouse, and I'd like to invite you to our new location, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston, across the street from our old location. Stop in and try our famous scatter load on your choice of four different types of bread. Our barbecue nachos are piled high with your favorite type of meat. And you have to taste for yourself our tender and juicy smoked cooked chicken, my personal favorite. So whether you're in town or at a tech game or just in the mood for the best barbecue in town, come see us at Brister's Smokehouse, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts Hotline, 888-993-7762. It's BC, it's Beck Haynes, it's John Tabor, it's Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Thank you for joining us tonight. Glad to be back on the air, season 13. Got a quick text on the Fairway Carts text line. Again, you can call us, you can text us, 888 993 Seven seven six two. Joey Fresh chimes in. Great to hear you boys again. It's officially football season now. Got two questions for you. If you had to put a year's salary on it, which quarterback starts at Baylor? Joey Fresh, you just had to come out humming. You, you knew it was coming. That's what everybody wants to know. You're over here talking about NCAA. Back, People want to know. Beck, I got good news for you. What? Jamar won't be a quarterback <laughs> this year. I that Woo! I got great news, and I know you'll be happy to hear it. But let me tell you, right now, if I had to put a year, don't hold me to this, Joey Fresh. But I'm gonna I say, mean, he's Mister Bleed Tech Blue, Joey. I'm gonna say Tech goes with the veteran Luke Anthony, grad transfer mm. from Abilene Christian on the road at Baylor to open the year, and we're gonna discuss Anthony Moore and the quarterback battle between him and Aaron Allen coming up at six thirty. But right now, I think. Anthony's experience wins out, but I agree. But I think Tex and Skip's gonna make you sweat it. it He's what? gonna make you sweat it, and it's been a heated battle. Like Aaron Allen is having a tremendous fall camp. Like, yeah. give him a ton of credit. Last we saw him in fall, uh, back in the fall, uh, when he made the two starts at Marshall and at UAB. I think it was fair to say you could see he had some talent, but yeah, it took him three years to throw the ball. But you weren't necessarily sure. If he was a Division One starting quarterback, he's answered that question this fall. I, I think one day, whether it's in 2020 or some point down the line, he's going to be the starting quarterback for the Bulldogs. And then his second question, what are y'all's thoughts on Tech versus ULM finally playing on the gridiron after 20 it's years? It's very 2020 of this of this year to, that we can't even go to the game. No, we'll go to the game. You think they're going to let fans in? Uh, by November, I hope. Oh, no way. Mm, it's after the election. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It might might be all up in there. <laughs> might have fifty k in there. I hope. If I hope. You, hey, hold on. If you had to put a line on it, 
Tech, 30-point favorites. Oh. He said it. I, I'd go 17. I said 17? I talked with Aaron 17. and Jake a week ago. I said Tech minus 21. I, I think there, there's a lot of uncertainty in Monroe, and I don't know a ton about ULM's program, but I know they're replacing the three- or four-year starter at quarterback Caleb Evans. They do have some nice pieces with the running back Johnson, the tight end Peterson, and the cornerback Strauder, but there's a lot of unanswered questions in Monroe. And, you know, I, I know we're going to talk about fall camp in the next segment, but BC's pretty optimistic about this Bulldog team. They, they got some youth in some spots, but, man, they've done a good job at building this roster. So let's take a look back. Last time we were on the air immediately following National Signing Day, so much has went down. Uh, you know, really, Beck, where do you want to start? Do you want to save football for last and kind of discuss Yeah, because some... then we'll go in the next segment and talk all about football. Let's okay, perfect, perfect. So you talk about basketball. Obviously, basketball season gets shut down. Uh, middle of March, right prior to the Bulldogs opening up the Conference USA tournament in Frisco. Uh, Eric Conkle's squad obviously had a, layo- a layoff through the summer, but they are back on campus uh, and, and are getting ready for their 2020-2021 campaign. It remains to be seen uh, really what the college basketball season is going to look like. I know the, you know obviously the big question marks are about fans, and I know there's been some talks about trying to put you know 30 or 40 teams in a bubble in a certain area and letting them play a bunch of games for a few weeks and then you know trying to get the non-conference portion of your schedule you know played out but we'll see how that works uh women's basketball is back on campus as well with Brooks Store Lane Burroughs uh baseball program they were shut down right before they started conference USA play uh on the road at Middle Tennessee uh I don't know if you've seen it but the new baseball stadium is looking nice. It is unbelievable. I used to live on the south side of town. Now I live on the north side, so I don't drive by as much. <laughs> yeah, I don't but see, I drive by every now and then. It's going to be one of the premier ballparks in the yeah, country. And I, and I don't know. You need to tell these people. I asked you the other day, when is this thing going to be done? And you said January? Yeah, I think right now. I was thinking it was like a year, no, another no, no. year. It'll be ready for the 2021 season. Um, you're going to see. It is nice. I think the turf will begin going down sometime in October. Hopefully the team is really out there full-fledged ready to practice sometime in January but I know Coach Burroughs is excited for the 2021 team of course the six seniors return uh, having been granted that extra year of eligibility so uh, certainly like to see some of those guys Parker Bates, Kyle Griffin, Hunter Wells, Tyler Follis uh, you know some of those mainstays that they we've seen play such quality baseball over recent years get an opportunity to come back and then uh you know just talking about softball real quick of course their new stadium's going up as well uh right outside of joe a stadium and they've also had a coaching change after maria win ratliff uh resigned due to personal reasons so uh tommy mcclellan louisiana tech athletics director is in the midst of a coaching search on the softball What's front your name in the hat bc i should oh i failed to mention Diamond Dogs will host the Conference USA tournament in 2021. It will go back time. to campuses. Uh, it's been in Biloxi the last few years, and uh, just a I'm about to put you on the spot. A tremendous opportunity. I'm gonna do, be at the games. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I'm put that on the spot. Uh, do you have any knowledge of in in regards to the the women's facilities that are about to be completed here at Tech? Do you have any knowledge as to who currently has the nicest women's facilities in the country? Not really, but. Because I keep hearing it's going to be up there. But I just want to know who we're competing against. Uh, We've all seen the models. 
Yeah, the models are nice. Pretty sweet. We went to the press conference. Yep, sure did. And they're they're really top of the line. And I'm not sure. And the soccer facility is going to be exceptional as well. And you certainly like to see that for those girls. It, and really, you talk about the baseball, the softball. It's going to be a complete package. The soccer. You talk about the end zone facility, the new press box. Like Tech has done a great job at building facilities, athletics wise. I know there's been a ton of apartments going up around campus as well. So. It's going to be a very, like, when, when I came to college in 2010, oh, very from now, different. like, yeah. it is incredibly different. You, uh, not even recognizable from what we grew up, you know, when we came to Tech to where it is now. And so, uh, it, it's just really been nice to see. So, let's let's jump to football. It's what everyone wants to hear yep. about. Uh, some of the things that we've seen off the field for the Bulldogs. Legereus Sneed, fourth-round pick to the Kansas City Chiefs. They love him. Oh, I think he's going to get they a lot of playing yeah. time as a, as a rookie. I know uh, the starting cornerback, Breland, suspended for the first few games. Sneed's been having some battles with my boy Tyreek Hill out there. Yeah. So Sneed's been really impressing. Meek Robertson drafted in the fourth round by the Las Vegas Raiders, getting to open up that brand-new stadium. I, Is it going to be ready? Oh, yeah. Hey, Meek Robertson drafted by John Gruden could – like I mean, match made in heaven. You couldn't, you couldn't make it any better than that. Oh, incredible! <laughs> By the way, Beck. Yeah, I don't know if you remember back to last season. I mentioned a few times that a lot of NFL scouts had Legereus Sneed as a higher draft pick than you Amit got him Robertson. by one. I mean, by one. You and a lot you of were running laps around your house celebrating. A that. lot of people were like, "BC doesn't know." Uh, yeah, I do. Sneed picked one pick ahead of a meek trying to brag or boast about anything no you wouldn't dare do that it's being bc so it's what you pay him for you guys yeah pay him, pay him for that that insight that just little bit of insight paying for bc to bring the heat football time mcclellan also announced a home and home with south alabama bulldogs will travel to mobile in 2022 uh will uh the jaguars will return the trip in 2027 uh, that actually rounded out Tech's non-conference schedule in 2022. Uh, Tech had one more game to fill, so that's where that home-and-home home comes into play. Uh, also, you look at some of the transfers that football added uh, throughout the offseason. This has been an avenue uh, that Skip Holtz and his staff have done a great job at taking advantage of over recent years. Uh, obviously, Luke Anthony comes in, uh, you know, he was announced on signing day, the grad transfer from Abilene Christian. Uh, it was later announced that ten, uh, Tech would add Tennessee wide receiver Gerard Means. Uh, Means is in camp. It's yet to be determined if he'll be eligible uh, right away, but he will have three years, three years of eligibility remaining whenever he does get on the field. Bulldogs also added offensive guard Donovan Campbell from LSU, Khalil Ladler, uh, safety from Virginia Tech, Cody Fulp, a linebacker from McNeese, uh, D.J. Brown, a cornerback out of Penn State, just joined the program a couple of weeks ago. And then also place kicker Gabe Simenak from Cal. Uh, when you when you talk about Campbell, Ladler, Anthony, Fulp, Brown, Simenak, all five of those, six of those guys will play huge roles for the Bulldogs in 2020. And, you know, it's kind of like the old adage. You can look at transfers one of two ways. You can say, well, the Bulldogs haven't done a great job recruiting-wise, so they have to go out and find some transfers. Or you can just look yourself in the mirror and say it's a new era. Yeah. Like You either this play the, the transfer game or you don't. 
Yeah. You don't want to be behind the ball on the transfer. No, game. and you know it's. I mean, we want Tech wants to be a place where guys can come out of high school, play early, and then we have an NFL presence, and then also grad transfers can really help the team, but not so much that we're a grad transfer team that like Sonny Dykes did. And then they all leave. Well, and, like, te- and you know, talk about, you know, putting players into the NFLs. Looking at, I believe it was yesterday, Tech has 11 players in NFL camps right now. And, and so that's extremely impressive. And, you know, a number of different positions when you talk about safety, corner, you know, all over the defensive line, Boston Scott at running back, Trent Taylor, Jeff Driscoll at quarterback. So regardless of your position, if you come to Louisiana Tech and succeed, as we see all over the world of college football, you got an opportunity to play at the NFL level, and you know Tech's done a great job in recent years of really molding guys to get them ready for that next yeah, step. We've always said that. I think Tech is in a re- is just in a sweet spot of um, not a school where you have to be a six star recruit to play, but you can come and have an impact and 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 get recognized and looked at and get attention. It's That's- a very sweet spot. All you four stars out there, be listening. Hey, come on to Russ, and one more thing before we get to the break. Justin Henderson, Cody Russey, Willie Baker, and deep snapper Reeves Blankenship named to the first team preseason all-conference USA team today selected by the league's coaches. So congrats to those four young men, uh, four leaders on the Bulldog football team that will certainly see a lot of playing time this fall. So let's go ahead and jump to our next timeout. We come back from the break. We're going to break down fall camp, where things stand for your 2020 Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Uncommon. How would you describe it? Would it be above the ordinary? Outstanding? Exceptional? First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank, is above the ordinary. An outstanding bank dedicated to exceptional customer service, trust, and courtesy. First National Bank, we promise to be uncommon in all the things we do. Member FDIC. This may be an unprecedented year, but it's still an exciting year for La Tech. And Fairway Carts in Minden remains loyal blue. From the new football season to the growth and improvements in the sports facilities, Fairway Carts is proud to support everything good at La Tech. And everything good is more fun on a new Easy Go. So stop by and let them show you the right golf cart, utility, or multi-passenger Easy Go for your family from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call today, 371-CART, and go Bulldogs! Walpole Tire and Service has been a proud LaTex supporter for over 60 years. So when the Bulldogs hit the field or hardwood, make sure your vehicle is game ready. Let the staff at Walpole get you safely to and from the game with brake repair, alignments, and computer diagnostics. Plus all major brands of tires, including Goodyear, Michelin, and BF Goodrich. Walpole Tire and Service, a name you can trust. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Hey Bulldog fans, this is Mark Richardson with BMW Motors in Arcadia. Are you looking for the lowest possible price for a used car or truck? My fellow Bulldog and partner Jeff Robinson has been out scouring area dealerships looking for the best possible deals. When he finds them, we bring them to BMW Motors in Arcadia and pass on those deals to you. Come check us out in Arcadia and when you do, you'll be able to say, I know I got the best deal. Go dogs. BMW Motors in Arcadia.
Want to find out stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. We're back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC Beck, and John Tabor. Live from the Sports Talk 97.7 studio here in Ruston, Louisiana. A little overcast tonight. A little, a little rain coming through the northeast Louisiana area. A little hurricane. Hey, certainly our prayers go out to everyone down yeah. in south Louisiana. Uh, doesn't look good for what's headed your way. Hey, who Come knows? on up to Ruston. Wonder if Robbie and Chalmette's riding it out. He's on the boat. You think? It's going to be a rough, rough seas for a while. It is going to be rough for old Robbie. So, ben, let's talk some fall camp. Let's talk it. Let, let, let's is first that this segment. Yeah. All right. Before, <laughs> glad to know you've been studying. Oh, you did up. put the times right here. I see that. Yeah. Glad to know you've been studying up. Before we dive in fully to fall camp, I want to talk about some of the new coaches that Tech has added to its staff. I know we talked a little bit about them uh, back in February, but John Allen uh, added as the outside receivers coach. Uh, comes to Louisiana Tech from Old Dominion. Just a tremendous developer of talent. I've been really impressed at watching him work uh, with some of the guys in the receiver room uh, throughout the midway point in fall camp. Trey Holtz, uh, son of Skip Holtz, added to the program after spending the previous three years at Ohio State. Legendary coaching line, family line right there. I'd be willing to bet Mr. Holtz is pretty happy he's not a Buckeye right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Lisey's getting to see some football. You and I were watching Bambi and other Disney movies growing up. He was watching film. Dang right he was. Dad and Grandpa. Don't know how much I was watching Bambi, but I get your point. I get uh, your point. Love Bambi. Yeah, probably watching Arthur, but here we go. Uh, Anthony Camp added. To- <laughs> Arthur. <laughs> Anthony on. Camp added to the board. Is that the only channel you got on the farm, Ben? Uh, bro, had 3, 6, 12, 24, 33, and 45. <laughs> Little rough, to be honest with you. Not going to sit here and lie, but talking about Anthony Camp added to the Bulldog defensive staff as the defensive line coach comes over to the Bulldogs from ULM, uh, replaces the departed Rick Petrie, who retired. Uh, been really impressed with the job that Camp's done with the defensive line. There's a lot of talent up front on that defensive line and uh, really like the energy that he's brought into that room and uh, seems to be a tremendous young coach. I know he's a relentless recruiter as well. And then David Blackwell, new defensive coordinator, replacing Bob Diaco. Do you remember when I tried to give a nux to old Diaco? Yeah, he wasn't sh- having it. After the shutout. He had places to be. Yeah, he, wasn't really, he was like, I got to go to Purdue. Yeah. Watch we out. We didn't know it was the next day. Yeah. Yeah. He's Something like, tells me he, he knew that he was ready to get that blue off. He's like, guys, I'm out of here. He's like, Blite Blue, get out the way. Shut down the canes. I'm out. Yeah, he we'll was We'll see you. He was Ain't no dumb. time for the boys at Bleed Tech Blue, but that's fine. Right. We appreciate your service. Yeah, did a good job. Good luck, sir. David Blackwell brought in from Old Dominion. Uh, we'll see a lot of the same stuff scheme-wise. Uh, a lot of 3-4 sets defensively, maybe some 4-2-5. Uh, I think Blackwell likes to bring a little more pressure than we saw with Diaco. So, uh, hopefully this Bulldog defense, which is having to replace nine starters, uh, is able to gel pretty quickly and, and get things rolling on that side of the ball. So let's talk fall camp. What you got for me? Ben, let me tell you. I know you've been going every day because you ain't working. No, I don't work. I've been in the office, but I've been getting your text messages, and they come in pretty hot from 930 to 11. Dang right. So tell me, 
We'll get to QB battle later. We're going to save it. We're going to save it, baby. All right. Tell me what you like. Got a lot of new faces out there. There's a lot of new faces. Let's start with the offense. All right. Offensively, you look at, you know, you're replacing a three-year starter at quarterback, whether you like him or you don't like him. The old one or the new one? Old one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we know your opinion. Whether you like him, you don't like him, it's never easy to replace a three-year starter. But you look at what Tech does return offensively. You look at running back. Justin Henderson's back, a thousand plus yards, fifteen. Looking touchdowns. swole as ever, by the Whew. way. I mean, looks good. In a get uniform. out of his way, looks Conference good. USA. He coming. Looks good in a uniform. Obviously, Israel Tucker's back uh, to back him up. Uh, you look at the receiver position, Adrian Hardy. Which who who been? I've been pretty critical. Hardy. On. Let me tell you something about Adrian Hardy. Having one heck of a camp. Oof. Sometimes it just takes becoming a senior. We know the talent is there, but man. When you become a senior, it, it, you kind of turn it on I a little ta- bit. Do you want a poem already, Taves? Uh, <laughs> that, the, you know what? I like I like where your head's at. There is the next recipient of a poem from Beck. <laughs> what does it take to get it? Yeah, because he's been, he's been in my Dog he's been, that's performance. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Perform- you, you, you'll know it. When you see, okay. was it you'll, sophomore year that, you'll that see the he struck us with yeah. this with this sophomore unbelievable potential and talent? We were like, oh we my god! We get gosh. some more of that, and you're like, you know and what? Then, this mo- this man deserves some pros. Yeah. Okay, all right, take a haiku, a haiku. I, you, guys, you guys act like I know what all these are. Adrian I Hardy, just spit you, the rhymes, Ben. That's hey, all I do. I don't I don't know if it's a haiku. Google it. I, I'm, I with, I'm, I'm with Beck though. I, I I've got to see it. No, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I will say you're talking about the way he's been practicing. Yeah. And your reference to sometimes just, it takes I, being a senior. I'm because, referencing the focus, yeah, the effort. Because so, junior year, he's like, dang, I'm good. I don't need to try. Well, I, Psych, you do, and maybe stay healthy. And this year, we're seeing a little urgency. Right. Hey, tell you, he doesn't like the COVID. He wears his mask, doesn't like it. No, nothing wrong with a little sense of urgency. Uh, outside of Hardy at receiver, C.J. Powell's back for his senior year. Smoke Harris. Uh, really coming on as a sophomore. Griffin. Smoke's got a little confidence, doesn't he? Woo, smoke can play the game. I think smoke that, can talk the talk. He might his, be the new big mouth in camp. What was his since reference? The gone. What was his reference the other day? I don't think there's a defensive back out here that yeah, can cover can't me. guard me. It's too simple. Hey, he ran a route, didn't even catch the ball, and then was talking smack. But it was wide open. <laughs> it was wide open. Didn't catch the ball, and was running his mouth. I mean, he did burn the guy. No, he, he didn't. burned him. <laughs> and I'm he telling you, Smoke about. ain't lacking confidence. He' gonna be big time this year. He is. Amik's gone. Smoke's talking. <laughs> Griffin Hebert back for his junior year after leading the Bulldogs in touchdowns a year ago. Uh, backing up Hebert be Jawan Johnson, a kid that is not well known, but will be a fan favorite. Mr. Johnson's probably having the most impressive camp out of anyone at the slot receiver position. And then obviously Isaiah Graham and Wayne Tucson at the other outside receiver spot. And then looking at the offensive line, Willie Allen's back. Cody Russie's back. I know those are the only two quote-unquote starters, but come on, give me some credit. Josh Moat played 400 snaps a year ago. Anton Lewis played another 400 snaps at right tackle. There's some experience. If the Bulldogs get the quarterback position figured out, raise up two arms. Dogs are going to be putting some six points on the board. Woo! So you want to talk about the quarterback? No, not yet. Tell me two guys that you were the most excited about on offense, aside from the quarterback. Um, I know you like that tight end. I know you like him. Am I excited about – are you talking about newcomers? Yeah, just somebody maybe even that's just like 
Watched him at camp, man. This dude. I, if I'm going with two guys in fall camp that have had the best camps, it I'm going. Be old guys. I'm know. going Smoke Harris and Jawan Johnson. Okay. Um, we saw Johnson in the UMass game. I think he got seven carries for 56 yards and a touchdown. He's back at a more normal position that he's used to playing. He was signed as a receiver. Got to fall camp late a year ago, which you know, if you get to camp late as a as a late signee or a late transfer. It's going to be difficult yeah. to catch up. So I think that's why we didn't see him too much last year. But those two guys out of the slot, it, it's going to be tough to keep them off the field. And I know Smokes, and they're both really, I guess right now you would say they're listed as backups. But those guys have had the two best camps to Smoke's me. Smokes going to be all over the field. He ain't no backup. No. And he's got some confidence. <laughs> all right. tell me. All right. Do we want to go defense and special teams before we talk quarterback? Yes. Or do you want to go ahead and hit the quarterback? No, we can go defense special teams. We'll we talk got some QB. time. Yeah. All right, let's go defense. All right. New defensive coordinator, Mr. Blackwell. Correct. Okay. Big – tell me how he's going to be different than Diaco. Okay, I think from a scheme standpoint, I mentioned we're going to see a lot of similarities, but I think we're going to see a lot more pressure. Whereas Diaco told a quarterback, whether he was at Texas or whether he was at UTEP, you can't beat me with your arm in 13 plays – you're gonna have to, you know, you're gonna have to complete ten balls if you're gonna score a touchdown on me, and I'm gonna pressure you once you get to the red zone. Blackwell, I think we're gonna see a little more pressure defensively, try to force some lost yardage plays, trying to get some teams behind the chains, and try to force some turnovers and, and get some points out of it. I think that's the big difference. That so you'll slightly see. more aggressive. Yeah, I think okay. we'll see more aggression All right. defensively. All right. Okay. So tell me who you like on the defense. Okay, I mentioned nine starters defensively that you're replacing. Now, let me let me just be honest. Don't buy into the hype, all right? Don't buy into I ain't, it. I ain't buying it's that. overrated. Tech's not replacing nine starters. Granted, Milton Williams, Willie Baker, those are your two quote-unquote starters that return. Big deal. Well, let me tell you something. DJ Jackson played 200 snaps on the D-line. Eric Kinzer's played a lot of football. Deshaun Hall played 45 snaps in the Miami game and had eight quarterback pressures. Zach Hannibal's played a lot of football at corner. It's not going to be easy to replace a Meek Robertson, Michael Sam, Legereus Need, those four starters in the secondary, Daryl Lewis. But Hannibal's played football. He's a fifth-year senior. It's his turn. It's time to step up. Trey Baldwin at linebackers played a lot of football. It was, I mean, he signed with Missouri, was the third linebacker a year ago. It's his turn to start. Let's give him some credit. It's time for him to step up. Gerald Wilbon was added on the defensive line. I forgot to mention him in the list of transfers from the University of Texas. Big six foot three, three hundred and forty pound nose tackle. You talk about the secondary with the safeties. Jaden Cole's back for his fourth year as a redshirt junior out of Neville. He's probably having one of the better camps out of all the defensive players. BJ Williamson's a sophomore that has that played three hundred and eighty snaps a year ago. And then I mentioned Khalil Ladler from Virginia Tech, started eleven games at Virginia Tech as a sophomore, and then you add DJ Brown from Penn State, who's played three years in the Big Ten. Granted, it was in a reserve role, but let's not kid ourselves. This isn't this isn't a young defense. You, you talk about some of the young guys that are going to play key roles. Mackie Carabin, redshirt freshman out of San Antonio, likely to start at middle linebacker. Broderick Calhoun, uh, a young sophomore corner that's earning more and more playing time. Charvis Thornton, uh, another redshirt freshman corner that's you know, really pushing his way onto the field. Kiwi Rose, a redshirt freshman on the D-line that's got a chance to contribute. But, you know, you also got Ezekiel Barnett, a, a guy that made huge plays. I think he picked off your boy Jack Abraham My of Southern boy. Miss. 
to seal that game. So you talk about this defense. It's always the cool, fancy thing to say, which I'm not bashing anyone, but I just hate saying you're replacing nine starters. Right. This team has a lot of talent returning on that side of the ball. Yeah, you've been you've been optimistic. Yeah, I haven't heard I haven't heard no concerns. All right, two guys on defense. Now let, let's go ahead and hit, hit the quarterback. No, we got to no. get to a break in a minute. No, we got to finish defense. All right, we got one minute. All right, two guys you're super pumped about on defense. Super pumped. Jaden Cole at safety. I've I've just been really impressed. Whether it was the addition of Ladler from Virginia Tech or him just becoming older and more mature as a junior, he's really stepped up. It's kind of gave him that kind of bump in the butt. Say, hey, yeah. let's go. Like it's time, it's time for you to shine, and he's he's having an exceptional camp. Whether it's been playing the pass or defending the run, and then the other guy that I've been really excited about, uh, I don't know, I, I I'm gonna say Trey Baldwin. I, I know he's, you know, he had the interception against Miami. I just think it when you look at today's college football with the evolution of the spread offense, you got to have those linebackers that can run sideline to sideline and. He's a six foot two, two hundred thirty five pound kid that can really run. I think he's perfectly suited. I know he's a senior, which creates another sense of urgency on top of things. And I think he's going to have a dynamite season for Tech at linebacker. And I, I hate not to mention Milton Williams. You know, he had six and a half sacks as a sophomore. He's sliding into defensive tackle this year. He's a grown man as a junior at six four, two hundred eighty pounds. He's going to be mighty tough for offensive guards to handle inside with some of his quickness that he's able to generate. Ben, it's your show. I say give me two guys, you give me three, you do whatever you want. It's your show. Run this place. Let's take a break. All right, Tapes. Let's jump to a quick timeout. When we come back after the break, uh, I know we said we're going to break down the 2020 schedule, but we'll talk quarterback. That's it, what they want to hear. That's what they want to hear. Who cares about the schedule? Luke Anthony, Aaron Allen, we're talking about it. Call us, Texas 888-993. 7762 will be right back after the break. Hey, DQ fans, do you know what you get when you combine Oreo and fudge and brownie? You get the new Oreo fudge brownie blizzard treat of the month, of course. It's real Oreo pieces, rich choco fudge, and brownie pieces, all blended together in world-famous DQ soft serve. It's like mixing happiness, joy, and delight into one deliciously decadent treat trifecta. Hurry in today for this new dream treat only at your DQ. Happy tastes good. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. You'll love the smiling faces here at Courtesy. You'll love the deal you get on every car you buy. Eight brands, two convenient locations in Ruston, one goal, customer satisfaction. That's the Courtesy way of doing business. Online at buycourtesy.com. Oh, Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. At First National Bank, we have a strong team of bankers who are dedicated to meeting the needs and dreams of our customers. With competitive rates, tailored loans, and exceptional customer service, your experience with us is sure to be like no other. We invite you to come tailgate before every Louisiana Tech home game. First National Bank, we are the uncommon bank. Visit us online at fn.bank, member FDIC. That moment, we arrived in the scene. The storm had nearly destroyed the area. This was our own community. Friends, family, people we grew up with, went to school with, we were there to help. Several of us were working to rescue a family. 
They made it down to the storm cellar, but the house collapsed on top of the cellar door and trapped them. We had chainsaws going, and we had to use Humvees and heavy machinery to move massive trees and debris. We got them out. We helped a lot of people out. It felt good to know I could really make a difference. Right here, close to home, in my state. It was one of those life-changing moments where I realized I am making a difference in these people's lives and mine. I'm a citizen soldier in the National Guard. You can serve part-time and be there the moment your community needs you. Learn more at NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Want to find out stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Car Top Line, 888-993-7762. BC Beckhane's John Tabor, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Season 13, Episode 1. You're listening live. This is the segment, BC. This is it. You can call waiting us. all year. You can call us. You can text us. Text us. That's my one job is the text line, please. 888-993-7762. We'd love to hear from you. Beck, you've been waiting all year. All year, Ben. What you want to talk about? Quarterbacks. Let's hear it. How many we got? Break them down. All right. Here we go. Obviously, you enter fall camp. I mentioned you're replacing a three-year starter. There's some uncertainties. You come out of the 2019 season. I don't think anyone... It's gone. It's gone. I don't think anyone would tell you that they were necessarily completely comfortable with Aaron Allen or Weston Elliott becoming the starting quarterback. I think you wanted to get some more experience in the room. Is that a correct assumption? Is that a fair assumption? Yeah, I think that's correct. With with you know with Weston, we saw some interception issues uh, when when he came in. Um, Aaron started those two games. Didn't make mis- a bunch of mistakes. It was just a slow moving offense. Yeah, which, I mean, you, to be expected. It was his first no, yeah. game. And he's time. a freshman. No, he's you, a freshman. You get it. Yeah. You get it. So I think there was some optimism with Aaron in the sense of, okay, he's not just out there slinging it or looks totally incompetent. It was just slow developing. So, but I, like you said, we're just not super comfortable going into this next year as him, the clear starter. Well, and I think a big reason, too, that you wanted to bring in a grad transfer quarterback is we talked about all the pieces that were returning at the skill positions. So you don't necessarily – This is not a down year. No, yeah, exactly. Like you don't necessarily want to have your quarterback growing up where when you got a group of skill guys that are you know ready to perform at a high level and you go it's back a recipe for well some even frustration. when you go back to 2017 with Jamar I think everybody thought he would be a lot better than he was and it sometimes it just takes a little bit longer to mature into that position and I, I don't think that Tech had the skill position talent at that you know that year that they do this year so I think it was smart in the off season if Luke Anthony brings you nothing more. He at least creates some competition. Right, that's every coach's dream is competition, good competition, especially in the, QB the quarterback room. room. Right, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, I think there's a lot. I mean, we we got two. I think we both left camp feeling like we got two good options. Well, yeah, not left camp, still and, going on, but no. And I think that you know, throughout the spring and into the summer, and this would have been a fun battle to watch in the spring as well. But right. I think I always had the stance of. Luke Anthony's going to be the starter. You don't come here as a grad transfer, or really to any program, to be a backup. Right. And so I thought, you know, he was going to be the guy. Now, get an opportunity to watch these guys on day one all the way up to today, day 11. And like I said, Aaron Allen, like, 
Yeah. Good big, on big, you. Big improvements from last year. Like, game. added 10 pounds, has really matured within the offense. Release making, is much quicker. Yeah, quicker release, making quicker decisions as well. And so, you look at the quarterback battle right now, I might lean towards <laughs> Anthony slightly right now because he does have, you know, 1,500, 2,000 snaps under his belt, whereas Allen has 200. Right. But that's not to say that Aaron's not – you know, an incre- Aaron probably knows the offense better. No, without a doubt. There's no doubt he knows the offense better, but Aaron might even be the more talented quarterback, but he's a little younger. But you also look at what does this season look like. You, you're you probably going to need two quarterbacks. Like, let's be real. Like, right. if your quarterback makes a mistake off the field and you have to end up going to the backup, you're going to feel – pretty good going to Anthony or Allen, whoever is the backup. So you look at some of the things that Anthony's done well early on in camp, and you watch him throw the football, and he's got a lightning quick release, and he's extremely accurate. Extremely. Those are the two things that really stick out to me about him. And I'll add to that, just the confidence when he steps back and makes and makes a throw. It's, it's like he knows where it's going. He gets it there quickly. It's like compact. It's fast. It's you know, I mean, we, I haven't, I haven't. You've you've seen some days where he hadn't been as sharp. I've only the two days I've been there, he's been incredibly sharp, and he just like exudes this confidence. But at the same time, Aaron's Aaron's doing similar things. Yeah. Aaron's such an improvement from last year that it's hard not to look at him and be like, my gosh, what could he be if he improved that much over a summer? Yeah. And you kind of want to get him in the game. No, I agree. and I asked you, is there going to any chance there's a dual quarterback? Yeah, I situation think there is. Here? I think there's a chance so to see both guys, they're especially so early in the year. Right. And, you know, you talk about Anthony and some of that experience, and I think with an older quarterback that has played a lot, and this isn't to take away from a younger guy or not say, you know, we see young quarterbacks be successful all over college football every year, but young quarterbacks or older quarterbacks seem to see things a little bit better pre-snap, and post-snap their decisions come a little quicker. Yeah, because they're not thinking about so much before the snap. Yeah. They're comfortable in that aspect of before yeah, the snap. Yeah, they can take the deep breath. They just take it. They just, they, they're just they able to assess information and process a little differently. The younger guys going up there thinking about what do I need to do, what, what, where does everybody set up the right way. With an older quarterback, you're, you're confident in those things, and it opens up your mind to be able to read the defense better and to be able to make those decisions better. I, I see that with Anthony, even learning this new offense. like it's It's been quick. Now, he's had days where it's not as sharp, but – Overall, I've been super impressed with him, and, and you know, and you, we're we're hearing that he's really smart. Yeah, like, and, and you and you talk about you know what does he do so well? I think I talk about the pre-snap, post-snap. I think he he's more willing to take that seven or eight yard pass to help move the chains than say a younger quarterback like Aaron Allen. Now, does that make Aaron not as good of a quarterback? It's not, but the the big thing for younger quarterbacks is. Sometimes they want to go for the 35-yard throw when it's like, hey, dude, like, take the swing pass and, and let's move the chains and let's live to fight another day right. versus, you know, trying to fit that ball in a tight window down the field. And I think, you know, like we said, Aaron, Aaron Allen is so much better than he was a year ago. Whoever does end up taking the first snap, that second guy's going to be right there that and he's going to get an opportunity and I think Skip and new offensive coordinator Joe Sloan have a tremendous amount of confidence in both guys and rightfully so and I think they're going to do a good job and we're going to ask Skip. Oh we're going to ask him. (laughs) Yeah we're going to ask him about the quarterback battle and how things are going and what he's seeing but I've just been really excited about this quarterback room. I, I know Weston Elliott's also competing. He had a really good day today as a third guy and you know like we talked about with COVID you never know who, who's oh, going to end up yeah. out there when it, with some of this contact tracing stuff? 
you could easily be to a third teamer pretty quickly on a given week or even two weeks at that. So to have a fifth-year senior, a guy that's been in the offense for four years, they could come in and manage the offense and get it to some of these skill positions has to feel good. And then, you know, another kid that's really impressed me is the freshman J.D. Head out of Parallel in oh, Houston. Yeah, big time. You know, you don't get Needs a, to eat a cheeseburger, but he's going to get there. Yeah, needs a burger too. A little extra mayo, add the bacon. But he's had a <laughs> really <laughs> He's got some confidence, too, and no, he can sing it. He can spin it. Yeah, yeah he's, he's going to be a good player down the line, and, you know, we might not see him for another two or three years, and sometimes with these guys that are down the depth chart, they don't get a ton of reps, especially right. in a fall camp setting when, you know, the season's right around the corner. A lot of those guys have to really grow up in the spring, and he didn't get the opportunity. I know that he was here, but I, I've just been really up and down this roster, you know, both offensively and defensively. I've been really excited as to – when you look at some of the talent that Tech has not only recruited but brought in from a transfer route or developed both offensively and defensively. And I know that everybody – you can always go back to if you want to and say, well, we hadn't won a conference championship. Like, well, no, duh, we know that crap. Like, you don't have to tell us. Like, no, nobody's so proud that we have – like, you don't see banners being raised for no conference championships. Like, it's not the goal. But at the same time, like, this program from where it was – Back in 2013 to where it is now, like, yes, Sonny Dykes did some good things, but he also left us with a big pile of poop in 2013. So, like, you've kind of had to build that roster from the ground up. And so this is a roster that's really enhanced itself. We've been super excited about the recruiting the past few years, and we're seeing some of those guys, since I've been paying attention, come to fruition and and be ballplayers and be playmakers. And you're even more excited about guys we're getting – this year, well, and, year. And, and talking about that too, like I talked today on bleedtechblue.com and you know, you never really get to see a ton of young guys on the field, you know, especially in game action, playing huge roles as true freshmen, redshirt freshmen, or even sophomores at some point. But just talking like looking at the defensive line, defensive end in particular, you look at some of these guys like a Deshaun Hall, uh, who's just a sophomore, is going to start. Michael Clark's a kid out of the Dallas area that's a redshirt freshman. He looks like he's going to be a player. Uh, Shaq Spears is a kid out of Baton Rouge that you could barely find a lick of film on because he didn't start playing until his junior year. Shows up to campus. He's six foot four, two hundred eighty three pounds as a true freshman, and he can dunk a basketball with ease. It's just like, all right, like you give me those guys to work with as true freshmen, like. I can I can develop their bodies. I can turn them into football players, and so it's just it just builds on what all the winning does for you. You start to recruit a, a higher level athlete, and I talk about it every year that you know a lot of guys that end up committing and signing with Louisiana Tech talk about the winning tradition, and it's something that is going to continue to enhance the program, and it's something that you know we're really going to see this year with a lot of young. Redshirt freshmen, redshirt sophomores that are stepping into some key roles, and I think they're definitely prepared to play those roles. BC, we got the skipper coming on at 7. Let's get to a break. Let's jump to a timeout. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Got a lot of stuff? Ideal Portable Buildings has what you need. A new custom-built portable building built with quality materials at low prices no one will beat. Ideal also carries dirks and portable buildings in all sizes from a garden shed to a lofted barn cabin. And keep all your stuff covered with a new Eagle carport from Ideal. Rent to own with no credit check and 12 months same as cash with approved credit. Find Ideal Portable Buildings on Facebook or 
call 699-9426. This may be an unprecedented year, but it's still an exciting year for LaTeX. And Fairway Carts in Minden remains loyal blue. From the new football season to the growth and improvements in the sports facilities, Fairway Carts is proud to support everything good at LaTeX. And everything good is more fun on a new Easy Go. So stop by and let them show you the right golf cart, utility, or multi passenger Easy Go for your family from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call today, 371 Cart, and go Bulldogs! At First National Bank, we are committed to the individuals and communities we serve. We offer personal banking, mortgage lending, commercial lending, and cash management. Let us honor our pledge to be uncommon in all that we do by visiting one of our convenient locations in Arcadia, Ruston, Farmerville, Monroe, and West Monroe and experience our professional, enthusiastic service. First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank. Member FDIC. The Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show is brought to you in part by O'Neill Gas. O'Neill Gas offers propane delivery to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana and South Arkansas. They also offer a wide range of propane and natural gas appliances. For more info, go to O'NeillGas.com. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experience representation. This is Sports Talk 97.7, now on KPCH Ruston 99.3. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Cards hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC. Back hands, John Tabor running the board. Certainly want to thank the head coach of the Bulldogs, Skip Holtz, for joining us tonight. How we doing, coach? I'm doing very well, Ben. How are things going for you? Oh, pretty good. Thanks for joining us. Coach, you, you look back at the last five months, uh, I'm sure it's been more work than you've probably ever put in for a football season with so many different moving pieces, so much uncertainty. Uh, I know you guys had to do so many different things over the Internet, over Zoom, but really as a head coach, how do you keep your players focused throughout that time knowing that fall camp was coming up in August and no one was really going to give you guys any sort of excuse when the season did get here? No, I think the, the hard part, Ben, was, was really from March, April, May, even June and July because we had so little contact with our players. And so uh, all the contact was on Zoom. Uh, that was the only contact that really that we had. And then starting to get them back and starting to get them acclimated and adjusting and learning what contact tracing was all about and kind of learning that the hard way with some a lot of guys that got put in contact tracing. But I'll tell you the thing that I said at the first day of practice, it was uh, my heart beat again that day. It was like it was just great to get back to some normalcy for everybody, for the coaches, for the players uh, to report back in and then to see where we are in the last two weeks I mean I think we've, we've had one positive on our team um, it's just really been it's been great to see these guys come together it's been great to see the smiles on the face the work ethic them coming together going out on the field practicing hard uh, starting to get better learning I mean it's just it's really the more we've done it uh, the more momentum I think this team is starting to receive and so uh, I think they just right now they have a lot of confidence they are being really smart. We are, um, like I said, with contact tracing, with wearing our mask, with 
keeping our social distancing, um, not putting huge groups together. I mean, there's just been a lot of really positive things we've learned in how to deal with this. But the reason they've done it, they want to play. Our players want to play. This is not – we haven't had anybody opt out. We haven't had anybody uh, come in and say, Coach, I'm worried about. I mean, these guys, they want to play, and they have been – they've been unbelievable. Their attitude, their work ethic, I think – having football taken away from them for those four months that we weren't able to be here. Uh, I think they've really, they appreciate it. They appreciate being around each other. They appreciate the camaraderie. They appreciate being together. And I think they realize that they can do it. We just have to be responsible in doing it. We can't take our masks off. We can't go to parties. We can't be around a lot of people. We can't even be around each, each other within six feet without our masks. And I think they're doing a wonderful job with it right now. And I think it just shows how bad they want to play, how much they appreciate this game, and how much they love their teammates and being part of the program. Coach, offensively, have you ever returned this much skill talent? I mean, it has to give you some sense of comfort on that side of the ball with the opener only 18 days away. It does. I mean, for sure, when you talk about having two tailbacks back that have played and you've got an Adrian Hardy and an Isaiah Graham and a Griffin Bear and Smoke Harris and C.J. Powell and, um, and then even watching all these young guys come along and seeing the role that Jawan Johnson can play and Wayne Toussaint and Kyle Maxwell and Greg Garner and Harlan Dixon. I mean, the freshman, Trey Harris. I, I've really been impressed with the skill in this camp and not only the guys returning that that have a really good feel on what it's all about and what it's going to take but the way some of these younger guys have really grown and developed and matured uh into guys that are really going to contribute on this football team so um that's the positive side is you've got a good nucleus back on your offensive line a good nucleus back with all your skill players an awful lot of guys that have played a lot but we need every rep we can get to get our quarterbacks to where we need them to be. Um, you hate to break in a new quarterback. Uh, you wish you had your three-year starter returning, but um, you even hate more to break them in without a spring practice. So you lost 15 days of spring practice, and this is not a game that you can simulate. You can go throw routes on air. You can go throw receivers. But reading defenses and having – fastballs coming at you full speed is something that you, you have to get out there to practice. So uh, as great as it is to have all this skill returning as much as the quarterback smile, because some of these guys have, you know, you can throw a ball into the flat and they've got a chance to make something happen with it, make a big play out of nothing. So uh, I know all the quarterbacks are smiling with that, but we still need every rep we can get uh, to get our quarterbacks and some of the new faces to continue to grow and develop and just to kind of elaborate further on that quarterback position obviously you had Aaron Allen return and had a couple of starts under his belt Weston Elliott's played a little bit I know you bring the grad transfer in uh, Luke Anthony from Abilene Christian talk a little bit about the quarterback battle kind of how they've made each other better throughout this fall camp and, and really uh, what you need to see from that group uh, over the next couple of weeks as you get set for the opener at Baylor on September the 12th well, it's an unbelievable competition. It's unbelievable because you've got three guys that are really doing some good things and playing well. Um, I think during camp I have come off the field um, different days, and there have been days that I said each one of them could be our starter. Uh, I've walked off the field and said Aaron Allen's going to be fine. He could be our starter. And two days later I'm going, wow, really impressed with Luke Anthony. I think he's really learning it. He could be our starter. Wow, Weston Elliott had a great day today protecting the football, 
throwing away from defenders, doing some good. He could be our starter, and that's what makes it a good competition. There are three great young men. It is a very healthy competition. It's a healthy competition in the quarterback room, and it's a healthy competition on this football team. I think uh, all three quarterbacks have impressed. I think everybody on this team, I think all three quarterbacks, uh, our team will have confidence in any one of the three with the way that they're doing. But this decision is not going to be made in a meeting room or an office. This decision is going to be made on the field with the way that they with the way they play. And I think what I need to see out of the room is really just the consistency, um, the consistency of execution at a very high level. And so I think that's the biggest thing and why it's not about one day, it's not about one throw or one rack of plays. It's going to be about who day in, day out, um, play in and play out is playing at the highest level and is going to give us the best opportunity to win. But uh, I think Luke Anthony is a senior with a couple years of starting under his belt, uh, brings an awful lot of maturity and poise and composure. I think Aaron Allen uh, played incredibly well in those two games that he started a year ago, and I think what he did with the uh, COVID break that we had, the way he studied film, downloaded it onto his laptop, watched it, got on Zoom calls, was calling Coach Sloan, will you meet with me individually, uh, I think is really showing in his knowledge of the offense and the way that he's maturing from a redshirt freshman to a sophomore. And I think Weston Elliott has got a great grasp on the offense. The thing we talked about a year ago is he's just got to do a better job of protecting the football. And I think uh, especially the last couple of days, he's really starting to understand that, and he's really starting to do that. So I think they all three have strengths. Uh, I think they all three have talent, and we've got a really good situation in our quarterback room with three outstanding young men that have all have talent that are competing for the job. And shifting over to the defensive side of the ball, obviously you lo- you lose a tremendous amount of talent on that side. You know, the two names that stick out are Meek Robertson, Legereus Sneed. Uh, both fourth-round NFL draft picks. But on top of that, you're also replacing your defensive coordinator. David Blackwell has been brought in from Old Dominion. Uh, What have you seen from him to this point, and how has he managed to get his scheme installed uh, without a spring practice like you mentioned? Well, we said all the time every football team has a life expectancy of one year. (laughs) And the good news is in the bowl game you shut out Miami 14-0. Uh, the bad news is nine of those starters walked out the door and many of the backups. There's going to be a lot of new faces on the defensive side of the ball. I would imagine we will sell more programs than we ever have because uh, people are going to want to find out who these, new guys, who these new guys are on the field. And I think we've, we've tried to manage the, uh, the big hole left with all the graduating players when you talk about Kadarian Mason and Courtney Wallace and James Jackson and um, Connor Taylor, Colin Scott, Daryl Lewis, Legereus Sneed, Meek Robertson, Michael Sam. I mean, a lot of guys have played some, a lot of football for us. Uh, it's going to happen twofold. It's going to happen with new faces that have come in, and it's going to happen because some of the younger guys in the program have really developed. Uh, you got to start with guys like Milton Williams and Willie Baker uh, that have played a lot of football, but so have guys like Milton, I mean, uh, Eric Kinzer, Ezekiel Barnett, Trey Baldwin, B.J. Williamson, Jaden Cole, Zach Hannibal. Those are all guys that have played a lot of football that have worked extremely hard in this offseason. And, and now all of a sudden 
they're seniors. I mean, they're the upper, they're many of the upperclassmen, and they're going to be the better players, and they're going to carry the bulk of the load because they understand the culture and the way that they have developed, uh, learned the system. They've been through defensive coordinators before. This is not a new adjustment for them. We've had to make other changes with our staff. But I think it's that senior leadership and those upperclassmen. And then what you're going to try and do is you're going to add, uh, you're going to add some transfers to that mix. You add guys like Khalil Ladler from Virginia Tech, D.J. Brown, a corner from Penn State, um, Dallas. I mean, Dallas coming in here as a junior college uh, defensive back. And then you're going to have some young guys who haven't played a lot, like Broderick Calhoun, Christian Archangel, uh, Charvis Thornton, C.J. C.J. Johnson. I really like C.J. or Cedric Woods in the role he's playing as an incoming freshman. Um, guys at linebacker like Mackie Carabin and Alan Walker, who redshirted last year, are going to step up and play a major role for us. And so, and then you got guys like T.B. Rose and Deshaun Hall, who's the only freshman we've played in the last two years. Uh, D.J. Jackson, Stephen Shaw. I, you know, I keep using, I keep throwing out all these names, and a lot of people are going to say who, um, and they don't. They're not names today that everybody knows, but they're names that everybody's going to know. Just like when Kenneth Dixon walked out, and everybody said, "How in the world are we going to replace a guy like Kenneth Dixon?" And Jared Kraft rushed for a thousand yards, and then everybody said, "How do you replace Jared?" And Boston Scott rushed for a thousand. And then when Boston went to the NFL, everybody said, how are you going to replace him? And Justin Henderson rushes for 1,000 yards. And so I think it's a real testament to these players, their commitment to work ethic, to the growth and the development of this program, the job the assistant coaches do in developing these players mentally, the job that Kurt Hester does in developing these, jo- these players physically, and the job that these players do and the work ethic that they put in to grow and develop. And so it's a new year, new faces, new challenges. Um, But I think that David Blackwell has done a great job in taking all these new faces and molding them because to David, uh, they're all new. Every player on the board is new, and he is uh, a seasoned coordinator. He's done this for a long time. He's been a lot of different places. He's been in – the Power Fives, he's been in the FCS, he's been in Conference USA, he's been in the American, he's done this for a long time. Absolutely. And I think what he's doing a phenomenal job of right now is taking the talent that he has, and he is really putting together a defense to take the strengths of it and really shine the strengths, but he's also saying, okay, how am I going to hide my weaknesses and not let them be exposed? And um, well, I've really been impressed. Looks like we lost head coach Skip Holtz. Certainly appreciate Coach joining us tonight on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Uh, did a tremendous, you know, tremendous job at explaining, you know, a number of these new faces that we're going to see on the field this year in 2020. He's excited about his players, BC. That fires me up. Hey, I'll tell you, the defense, and I know he expanded on the defense a lot, but those guys are going to be really, really good. Uh, I think David Blackwell is going to do a tremendous job. So let's go ahead and jump to our final timeout. When we come back from the break, Beck, we're going to put a bow on it. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. Uncommon. 
How would you describe it? Would it be above the ordinary? Outstanding? Exceptional? First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank, is above the ordinary. An outstanding bank dedicated to exceptional customer service, trust, and courtesy. First National Bank, we promise to be uncommon in all the things we do. Member FDIC. Walpole Tire and Service has been a proud LaTeX supporter for over 60 years. So when the Bulldogs hit the field or hardwood, make sure your vehicle is game ready. Let the staff at Walpole get you safely to and from the game with brake repair, alignments, and computer diagnostics. Plus all major brands of tires, including Goodyear, Michelin, and BF Goodrich. Walpole Tire and Service, a name you can trust. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Bulldog fans, this is Chris Brister from Brister's Smokehouse, and I'd like to invite you to our new location, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston, across the street from our old location. Stop in and try our famous scatter load on your choice of four different types of bread. Our barbecue nachos are piled high with your favorite type of meat, and you have to taste for yourself our tender and juicy smoked cooked chicken, my personal favorite. So whether you're in town or at a tech game or just in the mood for the best barbecue in town, come see us at Brister's Smokehouse, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Hey, Bulldog fans, this is Mark Richardson with BMW Motors in Arcadia. Are you looking for the lowest possible price for a used car or truck? My fellow Bulldog and partner Jeff Robinson has been out scouring area dealerships looking for the best possible deals. When he finds them, we bring them to BMW Motors in Arcadia and pass on those deals to you. Come check us out in Arcadia, and when you do, you'll be able to say, I know I got the best deal. Go, dogs. BMW Motors in Arcadia. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts Hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC Beck Haynes. Got a little bonus time. Coach Holtz back on the line. Sorry about that, Coach. I, I said this is the first time I've ever been cut off of a radio <laughs> We wouldn't do that to you, Coach. First, Come on. This is the first time somebody's pulled the plug on me, but... I mean, I was still talking. I'll tell you what, you should have heard the last 20 minutes. This was really good. <laughs> Pretty fun. Well, one more question. We'll let you get out of here. With with only with the season less than three weeks away, uh, when y'all go on the road, obviously a tough challenge at Baylor. But what are you looking to learn about your football team over these next 18 days? Well, like you said, with 18 days, we've got to develop. We've got to we've got to finalize our two deep. That's first and foremost. We got to. We got to figure out who belongs where, and see if we've got some position needs, or maybe even a position move that needs to happen. Um, so we've got to formulate this depth chart and get that solved. Solved, and then really it's just a matter of getting as many reps as we can to continue with the consistency of execution. I think that is we we can flash right now. We can have some good plays on defense and some good plays on offense, but. We are not good enough on either side of the ball, consistent enough uh, of executing and everybody doing their job. And that's where we've, we've got to get to that point because, really, when you start talking about being a champion, you start talking about winning, it's about consistency. It's not, and it's not just football. I mean, you show up to work one day and then don't show up for three, you're not going to do very well. Um, you've got to show up every day, and we've got to get to the point where we can – trust each other and count on each other to show up every single day that we go out there on the field and put on pads. Game day, uh, practice day, it doesn't matter. We've just got to get 
we've got to become more consistent as a football team, and we've got to eliminate those bad plays. Absolutely, Coach. Well, we certainly appreciate you joining us tonight and uh, looking forward to seeing you all take the field September the 12th. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Skip Holtz, head coach of the Bulldogs, 56-36, and 36, seven years as the head coach at Louisiana Tech, will be entering his eighth year in Ruston. Unbelievable, Ben. I, had, I just had one final question. What do you want to I ask? Wanted to, I just wanted him to give us a little vote of confidence that we're going to play football this year, Ben. No. All, yeah. What's wrong with that? Beck, we're getting on the field. We don't need a vote of I confidence. I just needed to hear from the skipper. I'm telling you right now, we're getting on the field. Gosh. Beck, it's, it's been a pretty see fun show. See sh- if I buy your lunch ever again. See? Yeah. You really, you really been knocking my doors off. You really buying me a lot of lunch. Gosh. Psych. One question. Hey, been a pretty fun show tonight. It's good to be back, BC. I'd be on five nights a week if the old wife would let me, but I don't think it's happening. Woo! The old leash around the neck. Nah, she's good. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Didn't know if you were having some I issues. I couldn't prep that much. I mean, that's, you know how much I prep. <laughs> you do prep a lot. That would be a lot of work. <laughs> that would be some work for old Beck Haynes, no doubt about it. So, uh, of course, you can join us, BleedTechBlue.com, right now running a pretty good promo can join us for free for 90 days. Use the promo code TECH2020. That promo will expire this week, so make sure you join us. Uh, you know, if you join, what, what's today, August the 25th, you get access through November the 25th. Basically the whole season. Yeah, it's every game except FIU, so you might as well join the site. We're going to whoop them, I'll tell you that, so you don't even need to see anything. Yeah, get some coverage that's unrivaled anywhere else. Beck, I got a question for you before we get out of here. Well, we got we got a little time. Don't say it like that. Well, oh, I know. No, okay. We got about nine minutes, but big big question, I guess. Yeah, it, it's a pretty big question. So y'all y'all have heard us discuss Beck's. I would say. Is this about fantasy football? Yeah, I, oh. fantasy football is right around the corner. I believe our draft. Yeah, we got I asked the question today because it's. I you know, know Taze is fired up. I would believe our draft is probably in about ten days or so. Sure, I'm the commission. I can make it in ten days. September the fifth. So uh, Beck. Beck's had some struggles. Let's be honest. The league's been around five years, going on year six. Pretty strong league. Beck's finished last place 60% of the time. Woo. Yeah. And this past year, it was. Statistically, that's incredible. I know you guys. Statistically, you suck. I know. I know you say that. Okay. But secondly, it's. You had to do a punishment this spring. And I it was watched. our best. I think it was our best. I mean, as someone who's done sixty percent of the punishments, it was. <laughs> so, what were your previous two punishments? So, I, the first time I lost, which the first year I'm, I don't even count it because I was so busy being commissioned, getting the league off the ground. Yeah. And Ben, it's one of your favorite things in this life. This league is. So you're welcome. Yeah. Okay. It is. But the first year I had to take the old ACT, Ben. It did pretty well. Went in there with my. 25 year old self and my wedding ring and with your ti-82 calculator that's right, that's right. took me a sharpened number two pencil did do about five points better than high school uh, getting smarter getting smarter uh the second year i think i did I lose two times in a row i think it's two years in a row right i believe so and then i took an off year yeah and, and lost again yep the second year i had to run the old half marathon i say the word run i say it lightly ben i had to hold a football while you did it <laughs> If I remember right, nope, is that that's wrong? That's a lie. Yep, that's a lie. All right, sorry about it. Yeah. Uh, the thing with the hat, and I'll just give you a real quick recap on that. I'm not quite, not really the runner. Not might that be quick. A, might be a shock to some of you. Not that quick. Had more knee surgeries than Ben has kids. Yeah. So 
We got two kids. It was a down, it was an out and back. It was in Monroe, and I uh, started cramping pretty soon after the turn. About 100 yards. About 100 yards. So I was like, I'll just walk. And then about two miles in, two miles to go, I mean, cramping for walking, Ben. So I was peg-leg penguin walking <laughs> up the hill at Caroli Park. It was a rough one. Oh. Got me this. I, I do have a sticker on my truck, a 13.1 sticker. So if you see me <laughs> driving around town, it's probably me. Has a camper shell. The funny thing about the sticker is that I was cramping so bad I couldn't even walk over to the table to, to get, get my it. sticker. So I had to order it online. Unbelievable. Took a year off, made the playoffs, lost in the first round. But, yeah, hey, it's a win. Made the playoffs. Last year, I thought I thought yeah. I was going all the way. I thought hey. I, the Took, ship. Hey, listen. this is. Beck. I saw a vision, and it was the ship. Beck was like, I'm taking a kicker eighth round because I want a starter. Y'all are taking backups. I'm taking starters. Dude, a kicker can yeah. make or break your season. Yeah, Justin Tucker put up about eight points a week. Woo! They didn't kick field goals because my boy Lamar Jackson just scored tutties all the time. So he had about five points a game. Not yep. that right, much. So anyway, fill us in on your punishment this year. So this year I had to wake up at 2 a.m. every night for a month and pie myself in the face <laughs> and record it. There's so a YouTube video yeah, of it. Every, every morning the old league woke up to a nice little video. Between the hours of 2 and 3.30, I'm going to be honest, there was times – I when was it, a little late. When it was raining out, oh. it was amazing. Yeah, about halfway that through, I realized so I could cheap. do this inside. Yeah. <laughs> so I started doing it over the sink. There is a video out there, and uh, it was a good punishment. I think it really, you know, the league involvement was – the other two, it was like you just do it, no one's it there. It's on your own. And yeah. you're kind of like, ah, it sucked. This one was like they, every morning they woke up for a month. And uh, let me tell you, it doesn't sound like that big of a deal until you're about day 17, haven't slept a full night. Let me tell you something. Your wife was probably a oh, little irritated. Oh, here's the best part of this is that one of our uh, league members, Kyle, lives in Paris or something. Yeah. So he's eight hours ahead or whatever. So he would send a, a code word in the morning when he got up, which ended up being about 1 a.m. our time. And if I didn't include that code word in the uh, in the video, then it didn't count because otherwise I could have pre-recorded it. So they had me. They had me on lockdown. <laughs> It was pretty And then great. there was the nights when I forgot to go to the store and get the whipped cream because I ran out of whipped cream. Oh, I remember So those. I had to use, like, yogurt. Pretty rough. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I remember you used the old Yoplait fat-free <laughs> That's right. molded one night. Yeah, it, was it was expired. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, and so, I think your comment was, that smells terrible. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, that, was a, that was a doozy of a punishment. Shout-out to the wife uh, after the first night. I, I woke her up the first night I got up, and 